Hello and welcome to the Comics Pals. This is uh, episode 321. The gang's all here. We've got Tyler. Hi, I'm sick. I hate it. But we're here. I'm here with my friends, so I feel a little it's better. Mor- it's Mormon time. We got Kale. Hi, I'm not sick, but I'm here in a Christmas sweater with all my hot dogs. Marco. Uh, a representative for the Machine Overlords. Oh, yep, that's for sure. Oh, and I got my sexy anime shirt on. Let's see it. I'm Sean, and I don't care about that. Um, <laughs> I wanted to tell you all I have a major announcement to make. The announcement is that I'm leaving the show. No, I'm just kidding. Um, the announcement is so be a hell of a... <laughs> that would be crazy, right? Imagine like nuts. You want to talk about one-upping like that's that's <laughs> um uh i beat god of war ragnarok and it was amazing that's my announcement Congrats. is it your game of the year thank you game of the year game of the year it's the one game i played this year game of the year hmm. yeah mine's no, i'm so elden ring elden ring territory for me oh well you haven't played it yet so i haven't i haven't you're right listen pokemon for me which one uh probably uh, brilliant diamond. <laughs> oh, oh, gross! Wow, I forgot there were three listen, released this year. It it was the best one, frankly, <laughs> the most stable one, anyway. Um, yeah. So, love video games. Thank you, video games, for helping me this year. You know what video games have? Uh, that's so mind blowing. Like, imagine if you could show someone from the 90s the way that video games look now like the art the graphics and blowing right blown away they'd be like wow how am i watching real people do this shit it's nuts i think art in general is one of the things that's gotten the most impressive uh over the last 20 or so years and uh we're gonna start the show talking about art because this week the i think it's called the lensa app yeah. Uh, came out and everybody's been using it. How many of you guys have used it? Anybody? I refuse. No, my my iPhone is too old to uh, update to it, so I actually can't access Good. the app. Good. Mm. I was ready to drop seven bucks on that shit. Good. I would have pointed and laughed at you. But I but I uh, I did end up going and fiddling around with all of their other AI tools. They have a really good chat bot. That's cool. Are you getting Are you getting ads for those AI sex bots? No, I'm not Matthew Murphy. Oh, okay. I'm definitely not getting them either, I swear. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, so like everybody's been using this thing. Uh, it's really remarkable how fast these things just catch fire. Um, and it started a conversation, as all things do, on social media about whether or not these uh, AI art you know, apps are offensive or 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 are anti-artist. And it made me think about like whether AI can make art. You know, like is that even a thing? Cuz what is art, right? Like if you if you think about what art is, it doesn't even mean any one particular kind of thing. Art is a creative endeavor that expresses humanity's you know, passions and interests through some sort of um talent i guess um 
It's also a subjective experience. It is also a subjective experience, I guess, in terms of quality, but anything can be art. Sure. If someone is presenting something that they made with passion, then it's art. Even fighting is art. You know, MMA, I think that's art. I think that's a form of art. I'd argue professional um, wrestling, too. I 100 million think percent think professional wrestling is art. Yes. I think professional wrestling has more in common with interpretive dance really than than almost <laughs> actual combat sports, but yeah. Um so yeah, like tons of comic book artists came out against it, but I also saw plenty of comic book artists who were using it. Um who? Let's out them. <laughs> we're not doing dude. That. We're not doing that. Sean Murphy, um, probably. Sorry? Sean Gordon Murphy. That's that's a no. He's no. just a, he's just a real, he's just a realtor. He's busy renting homes <laughs> and apartments. Oh, right. out. Um. So yeah, I uh, I know right, Kefis. There are four of us. That is a remarkably rare thing at this point. Um. I wanted to ask you guys: A, do you think this is a problem? And B, can AI make art at all? Yes and no. Those are my answers here to both questions for you. Boo. Um, I think th th there was a Twitter thread. I, apologies. I don't, I don't remember who was sharing it. But like a lot of these AI art things, you can see the mangled signature of artists yeah. in it, which just shows <clears> that <throat> it's just like it's not real art. It is just a computer's interpretation of it. Um, it's this... Uh, weird um, uh, 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 zeros and ones trying to interpret what art can be just by crowdsourcing and honestly kind of stealing a lot of uh, art that's out there. Um, I think it is very uncanny valley. I, outside of like the moral aspects of it, I don't want to do it just because I don't want to have like weird facial dysmorphia about what I should look like based on how a computer uh, idealizes my face. So, like, I didn't want to do it from that part, uh, point of view. Um, but, yeah, I'd, uh, I don't like this at all. I love it. Um, I think it's, uh, to answer your, your question directly, uh, no and yes in that. The opposite, got it. Yeah. Um, this is like any other tool. This is, um, the, the, the way I've, I've thought about it is, um, if you have a, if, if you have, if you give it a prompt, right. And, and it creates whatever it's going to create, you can use this as a, a starting point to then continue on to develop and add on top of it. Cause I, I think there's a difference in, in, in quality to it of, yes, I am putting in a prompt and then the output is some sort of, uh, program that has developed an output, I, I would still consider that art in the same way that I upload images onto Photoshop after a photo shoot, I run an automatic processor to clean up whatever I need to be cleaned up. And then I go in for the final touches to be able to uh, bring it more to life or, or to make it more um, either photo realistic or, or do whatever I need to do as a, uh, let's say as a, a, a photo designer. And so in the same way that as an artist, I'm able to use this as a tool to prompt some sort of output and then build on top of it. Have you seen um, anyone doing that though? 
Because I what? haven't. I haven't seen Who's anyone that? saying, all right, well, I'm just using this as a starting point. To then. That's clearly no. not the point of it. Yeah, yeah. it's it, no, but it is a, it is a tool. It is a a way to use it, and I think that that is a way that it's going to be used in the same way that any other tool for development for uh, uh, for uh, and for some sort of art development. That is the the way that you can use it. I think to for the general populace, it's a fun tool. It's just a fun, you know. All right, I'm gonna put in some sort of prompt, and it's gonna give me an answer the same way Dali Dali E was. Um, pretty popular a few months back. And uh, for me, I think it has more implications. Um, and I'm, I'm mixed on those because it absolutely is accessing from databases that contains copyrighted art, 100%. But I'm gonna let the lawyers sort that out. Until then, <laughs> I'm gonna have fun. I'm gonna have fun using it. I'm gonna have fun oh. trying to figure okay. out how, uh, how to. Okay, okay. So you the moral part So you. You do actually think there's a problem, but you're fine not you're fine ignoring it. I'm fine ignoring it and putting it to the side for the sake of using this as a tool for expression. Yes. Wow, holy shit. <laughs> yeah. Marco, you don't see a slippery slope here. Like you work uh, I mean, you vowed to yourself last week, so I can say this. You work in like digital marketing. So mm -hmm. it doesn't it doesn't matter, Tyler. You just gotta ignore it. But but I also have a different opinion on like all these privacy legislations and what privacy does in terms of your, your data. Like I I we've not talked about it, but I have a differing thoughts than it is bad to pack house and contain data. All right. Well, don't get on your soapbox about that too. Kale, yeah. do you want to share your thoughts? <laughs> I I I think it's bad. Um I don't I don't think it's quite as bad as the you know the the doomsday people are saying but i think for me uh this is one step removed from uh you know a, a company making a full ai cartoon or mm -hmm. comic book or you know whatever and i think i think it's uh <laughs> disingenuous when you know, you're saying uh, this uh, that it's not as serious with art when you would be saying the exact opposite if it were music. What do you mean? Like, if AI can generate, if it could, it could uh, say it had access to Spotify fully and it could generate, like, say I wanted to type in a prompt, I don't know. Um, Sad song about dying dog by Metallica, you know, yep. like oh, dude, oh no, you now you got him excited. See, that's it. fucking yeah. wild. Wait, hold on a second, that's wild. That that's yeah. like that's like you know like those TikTok DJs that do mashups and stuff, but this is just being like, like filtered talk. through. But this is being like filtered through uh, an immense database of information, like some sort of crazy processor. It's That's not wild. like that. You know why it's not like that? And you know why this conversation is bunk? Because if a, a DJ would know, hey, this goes into that. This sounds right. This makes sense. AI is just doing its best guess based on an algorithm. And that's why sometimes this shit comes out looking ridiculous yeah. because it's not a human. You cannot replace the human mind, human ingenuity, the human touch in art. 
Art cannot be created by anything other than a human because human beings are currently the only species that we know of that has the capacity to envision something and make it real or to recall something and express what's inside of them for other people to see. AI can't do that. AI, the AI is not expressing anything. There's no expression there. It's not a, it's not a naturally occurring thought to make these images it's something that you're you're putting in like this prompt and it spits out its best guess. That's not art. That cannot be considered art. You don't think the prompt would be artful? How? How? You're busy. Yeah. It, it is it is a but like let's say let's say it is a a tool to create, right? And I'm using the same way that we we're using uh we used to use whatchamacallit? Um audition, right? When I used to make edits to the show. Uh, I would have loved if I could just put into a prompt, edit episode 321 in the style of Marco. And it would have my nuances. It would know how to cut people. It would, ha- it would know how to, what things to do. And then that output, I would still consider my work. Well, there's consent there. Yeah, your work. No, no, but I, I don't think that the consent would necessarily matter. Right? Like, I, don't I, don't I, clip that. Don't clip that one. <laughs> wow. No, my, wow. Consent, my consent would not necessarily matter for it to be something artful. You, ju- you just said... You don't think that consent matters? What? For it that's to be the, that's for the it's, whole no, 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 conversation. The whole conversation. <laughs> but for it is, to be something, there is no consent. But that's, for it that's to, the conversation. But that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying for it to be something. You just art- said it. No, 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 no. For it to be something <laughs> artful, I, it doesn't necessarily need to have consent. I mean, no offense, though. I wouldn't consider what we do art, but you know. <laughs> but even even with that being said, the art process of what we do is this part. Yeah. This is the part. The technical part yeah. is not the art part. And if you feel like you're expressing your art through what you would add to an edit, that makes sense. But the process itself of taking the show and making sure it sounds clean is not the same thing as somebody sitting down with a pen and paper and drawing a picture of you. Those are different things. Those are and different, even, but I still consider those two things an art, some sort of, some form of art. They're okay. different processes to get to an end output. Okay, fine. But what are you editing? If there, if, if there's no audio, right? If we didn't sit here and do this, right. there's nothing to edit. If if there was no Marco to edit the show, there's no style of Marco for the app to take from and cut that way. Marco, that's that's the issue. Those pictures that that mm-hmm. Tyler has up right now. Whose style of art is that? Someone else's style of art that has no say in what it was used for. What if somebody was like, uh, generate DCEU podcast on the style of the Comics Pals and started posting it? You know, you would have felt uh, a little. That'd a little be bit. crazy. Quick, quickly, just for the people who are tuning in, tuning in now, we're uh, we're talking about the <laughs> the AI uh, making art conversation. A lot of people are. <laughs> Uh, just jumping in, and we're heated already. Like, <laughs> yeah, it seems, nobody knows morning, what's going on. Had a morning coffee. What coffee die the hero? Enough. What was that? What were you playing devil's advocate on? I think I missed that. And please share your thoughts on this. Obviously, this is a hot debate on Twitter. If you can debate this shit on Twitter, I want you to debate it right here in these comments, please. <laughs> yeah. My other issue is uh, there's a slippery slope when it comes to uh, money here. Um, you're telling me some business organization isn't going to be like, all right, let me just use this AI program that is free and open source at this point. Yeah. Um, well, mostly free. It's only eight mostly, bucks. But that's yeah, nothing for your fucking company. Um, sure. Get the art 
and then that's the art that I'm using for whatever my whatever my uh, campaign is. You know, why is that an issue if you and bought it? Because you didn't buy the consent from the people who it stole from. And, and that's it's fair. also that's fair. That's fair. And it's also making sure that those people don't get paid. Maybe those mm -hmm. gigs don't exist anymore for those types of people. Because in business, I don't think they care about the soul of art. They just care that there is a product they can sell. And that's the devaluing of the art. No, I'm and and this is a this is a, a personal bias. You're in that. taking away the value of the art. Like no, no, that's, no, that's no, what no. Tyler just said. No, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not speaking to that. I'm speaking to the fact that whether or not uh, a business will will retain <laughs> only the 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 output of the AI because um, creatives that you work with, people that that produce this for a living, at least in my in in like my agency or my realm of work. Um, there's always feedback. There's always work to be done. There's always process. It's never a finished product. Even when it's done by a human, it goes through rounds of development. It goes through rounds of whatever. Like there are processes to be to approve. So I would I would argue that nobody's just gonna put in a prompt on this and say, oh yeah, I'm happy with this output. I I, yeah. I want something tweaked. I want something to be redeveloped, and I'm gonna bring it to there into an artist to actually get that done. So they're gonna take this AI generated art and then pay an artist again to be like hey can you just fix this up a bit they would, but they wouldn't even use this thing as they wouldn't even use this i would much rather use a, a professional to develop something that i'm specifically asking for sure you would but i'm yeah. not saying but you said any business right like as a business i'm going to pay for that i'm going to pay for that because i can trust the the product that gets output from that inherently even if it goes through rounds of feedback I, okay I, but yeah. what does that have to do i was just responding to tyler's question or his, his his thing on like businesses will retain will use this for that. I disagree on that point. It's it's already something that's happening. They've done it. Somebody did a Twitter thread in the uh, 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 voice translation, uh, language translation, because AI caught up and they are able to do shitty translations. Companies now uh, fart out these you know garbage translations and. Go ahead. Who? Y'all <laughs> all looking at something. <laughs> no, nah, I was laughing at the comment on YouTube from uh, Derpy501. I'm debating how my boy in the bottom right has no creativity in his background. Reference to Marco. Yeah. But everyone else is trying to outdo him, lol. Oh, my God, dude. Damn. That, that's probably just comment of the day because that's, that's funny. That's good. Um. Yeah, sorry, Kale. That's fine. Um, yeah, look. So Die the Hero said, uh, in reference to my, I think it was my statement, a computer's interpretation, quote unquote, is still interpretation. It's something created by a human to create something else. The art comes from the work of an algorithm created by a human for the purpose of creating art. Right, but the 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 specific intent of the human was not to create that art it's not that the human was being assisted to create the image before you it's that a human created something in the past and then another human put into you know put into the uh uh chat box hey i want a picture of me and then the the ai steals some other image that was created for something else and composites all of that stuff into what you look at when the Lensa app spits out an image. That's the problem. It's not an interpretation of you, right? 
based on what AI thinks you look like or what AI thinks you should look like, and then using AI's talents to draw you, it's AI compiling various different art styles and who God knows what else to create a picture of you, to replicate a picture of you. That's To me, that's not art because it doesn't include the human part of saying, well, wow, I noticed this about your face. I'm going to add that detail. Um, there's a way that you crinkle your nose that I'm going to add sure, that yeah. detail. AI art can never know that. And it doesn't was, know. It doesn't know anything. It doesn't were, see anything. There was that. It one doesn't hear too. anything. There was that one thread. I think it was the was it the Russo brothers that shared it. It was like uh, the Avengers in the style of Wes Anderson, mm. which seeing that was the most soulless take on the very basic ideas of what Wes Anderson is. It looked like shit. Um, and it just didn't look good. It wasn't even cool to me. It was just like, uh. that's the, that's the thing. Everybody kept talking about how good it was, and I it just it wasn't sucked. No, it just sucked. Yeah, the color the color grading was off, and that's like step one. Like, come on. I thought it was the good. AI is dumb as shit. That's what I gotta say. Of course, Are you it AI is listening because it, to this right now. Fuck you, AI. That's what I have it, to say about it. it that's not what it's meant for. And yeah. I think, like, ultimately, look, I think people are having their fun right now, and I think this will blow over, just like most of the this kind of stuff ultimately goes nowhere. And people have fun with it for two seconds, and then it stops. But We were literally, literally having the conversation a month ago about how yeah. stealing art for AI was bad, and now people are paying the fucking app. And- <laughs> Of course, of course, because yeah, pe- but people way. art is the most devalued. I think art and intelligence, frankly, are the most devalued things over the last twenty or so years. People look at art like like Marco. People look at art and technology and say, "Well, I can have the art I want through technology. So why do I need the artist?" Of course, you need the artist. I don't you say will- that. Well, d- then how could you defend this? You just spent the last 20 minutes defending this, but you're saying you don't say that. That's a direct devaluation of the artist. I I don't say that I'm not going to go to to an artist now. Like, I I think that there's a a difference in value in the uh, Manny. Manny brought up a good point that I I didn't respond to when uh, he responded to like a conversation we're having in the discord. Uh, He says, yes, artists have choice, skill, talent, style, even twists of other artists. A bot will take a number and spew those numbers out uh, to whatever number you give it. There's no appreciation of that. It's just soulless. And if you want an artist to take on, to, to take take it on, why not commission it? Like I'm gonna, I'm still gonna work with artists. I'm still gonna commission with artists. This, but this is only a tool. And your your prompt is the same way that let's say you can you can write poetry into it and it'll output something. You're still interacting with it as a tool to create something. At the end of the day, it is using its it is using its information that it has and only that it's been trained on to create that output, but that's a unique output using a data set and then using your input. Your input is the thing that matters. And as, and mm, to your point, mm, mm, mm. and to your point, if you remove that input, then it, it's not art anymore. And you can't, you don't get, you don't actually get an output, but it's the human interaction that uses this tool that makes it that art. I don't think I, it, I don't think it's the, the same of the same quality. I can't, the same quality. Making art. I, like, I can't believe that you said those words and believed them. I, I can't. Why? Because there's no way that you can think that you saying to AI, uh, you know, make a poem about girls and then whatever it spits out is art. 
when the words might not make any sense, they might not go together. It might be, it might, it might, it might be confusing or odd. Just like some of these images are clearly messed up. How can you say that that is art? Why would you it, say not? Like, like it is somebody shitty, shitty stick figure drawing art? Yeah, it's, it's their passion. It's what they did. But they still use the medium to express that. This is a medium to express that. It's not a medium. It's not a different medium of expression. There's no expression. You didn't express. How did a person express themselves in these images that Tyler has up? How did that? How did the human who put that prompt in express themselves? They put the prompt in. They had to interact. They had to engage with this thing. In oh, order my for it to God. There's no, there's no how are you comparing that to this. picking up a pen? The, the, the prompt for this. I'm is saying it's a different value. It's not even in the same stratosphere. And I, but I still think that there. I still Marco, think that the two things Marco, are art. Marco, if I ask you to, if I ask you to draw a picture of me, did I make art? No, but I'm doing it. I'm right. I, did but, I, but did I express myself? But if you tell me to create to oh create my a picture, God. wow. What? So commission? Am I crazy? <laughs> but then, how but is then, this not computing? But, but then, yeah. if say, I tell what? you to, if I tell you to draw a picture of me, did I make art? But I'm the one doing. It. I'm there's, there's still that human element to it. I'm saying the okay. human element is the thing that. Oh, oh, okay, that, okay. And then Marco, if I tell you to make a picture of me, and then you go to Tyler and and you say, Tyler, um, I'm gonna take this picture of Sean that you drew, and I'm gonna give it to Sean and say hey, it's art that I drew. But you're and not. Says, you're, you're, but right. you're not listening to what I'm saying, right? I'm saying that as long as long as you do not engage with the human and you engage with some sort of tool, and then you produce that prompt, you are making that art. I am the human making the art. Oh my god. Bro, do you see? But, but I'm making a distinction. I'm making a distinction, though, right? Address the distinction. I can't. I I can't. That, no, that, dude. That was that was nuts. That was nuts. Chat, please. Damn, Matt, chill out. Chat, please. <laughs> I can't. I can't I... believe that. But but do you understand the separation that I'm making? Bro, I understand that you're nuts. No, no, no. Sincerely, like, do you understand that separation? Are, are, Marco, can I try? No. <laughs> are you essentially okay. equating this tool with something like a pen? I'm a equating brush. it to a pen, a paintbrush, Photoshop, Illustrator, it is a like that. Tool that is created by man in the use to create art. Right. Okay. Right. Right. I, I, if someone's going to ask me to make something in Illustrator, I'm making that thing in Illustrator. But they can go make it in Illustrator, too. The same but way you that made I can't. It. What? No, they can't. What do you mean? It requires a physical ability. Yeah. Yeah, but it'll be, it'll be a shitty output. Like, like you, That's fine. I, that, 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 the output doesn't matter. It's the yeah. physical ability to do it. But then, if I don't have a, if, I don't, if I don't have a talent for it, then does that mean I don't have a physical ability for it? Yes. So then, why would my why would my output still be art then, even if it's shitty? Because you made it. It's subjective. You made it. Right. You uploading a photo into a an AI is not the same thing as making something. You're running code, but if you give it a if you do like something like Dale, bro, it's not the same thing. If if you run it through a dolly, I'm a, I'd argue that that, I, that that would be art. My favorite part about this is that this is coming from the Swamp Thing fan. <laughs> Marco is a Marco right. is an anomaly in that sense. Like I don't get how you You're don't like get that human 
what's what Silph said, what I've been saying, human expression is at the core of art. You cannot have art without human expression. And putting a prompt into a machine is not human expression. It's why, just but, not. But if why I ask you to draw a picture of me, I did not create art. And if I ask you to draw a picture of me and you go to Tyler and steal a picture he drew of me and give it to me, you did not create art. The prompt, those are, those isn't, the prompt isn't expression. Why would it not be? You as a human are interacting with it. Why would you That's, why would you say that a prompt so, created? So my picture of Sean that you've now stolen <laughs> is like the, the 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 prompt was a picture of Sean. I drew it, right? If okay. You, if you type a picture of Sean and the app steals my picture of Sean. Yeah, and composites it. That's not the same thing. That's not art. It stole my picture. It Still scraped whatever it. data. No, yeah. it stole yep. it. It scraped whatever data. Yep. Without my consent. I, I don't know. It's my favorite thing all year. <laughs> I think I think oh I think we move on at this point. What? What do you mean? What? No, we, we're not moving on fully. I think the listeners can write in on the show, and we can talk about it next week. Yeah. Does, does is there anything is there anything about I guess last point is there anything of value to be said about the development of the code in that case? I. Hmm. Hmm. I mean, in the sense in the sense that, um, like. Of of value, yes, but mm. something that we should have, something that is good for the world. I mean, at the current moment, uh, it doesn't seem like it. The future will answer that question. But like in mm. Terminator, was there something of value in making the Terminators? Uh, yeah. Was it good value? Uh, no. I don't know, man. They made some pretty hot looking Terminators. I gotta say. Yo, did you watch the sh the TV show, Cameron? No, no, but I, but you, I sniff what you're stepping in. Yeah. The, the John saying, Connor I was confused, and AI I was too. Unless they're hot. <laughs> that, now that's a different conversation. <laughs> Which Steal I can send you links to that sex hot. bot. <laughs> oh man, yeah. Uh, I figured we would. I figured we'd kick the show off with uh, with okay. a hot topic there. Okay. Some hot uh, we haven't done one that we haven't done one that hot in a while. Yeah, I know, right? felt, felt good. Whenever, whenever Kale says the word disingenuous, you know it's on. <laughs> That's how you know it's real. But my when he pulls that one out, uh, Derpy Five Hundred First in the in the YouTube chat is saying, "Of course, the guy with zero background is uh, in." <laughs> oh, we did, I, we, we, yeah, said, I, we did that one. We did that I, one. I put that one out there already. Yeah, that, okay. that was that was the best comment I've seen in a while. <laughs> Oh man, thank you guys for um engaging with us on this one. Uh you all had something to say, which uh and I get fun. thank you to Marco because yeah. he knew what he was getting in. Right. Oh, hundred percent. A thousand percent. Absolutely. Anytime one of us agrees to a topic where we're essentially gonna get dunked on, um, it's a good time. That's how I felt when we talked about Zack Snyder's Justice League. Mm -hmm. I know you guys don't like it. I love it. I and every right. time it eh, you know, um, uh let's uh speaking of Zack Snyder's Justice League um a little later we're going to be talking about all the turmoil going on at DCU um things are moving and shaking Wonder Woman 3 was canceled and I have a lot to say about that Dude. if you've been listening to this show for a while you know how much I love 
the behind the scenes at these movie studios trying to, as we said, make art. And uh, I can't wait to dive into the latest batch of drama. It is spicy. Uh, but before we get to that, I have to plug the show, guys. Um, if you enjoyed that debate, there are many that we've done historically. Uh, it's something that we do um, regularly. Regularly, yes. Uh, so you should stick around and listen to more of that. If you want to catch this show live, we go live at 10, 15 a.m. Eastern every single Saturday. And then on Thursdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, we do our show Pals Pulls, where we review that week's comics. Um, so come check that out. That's YouTube and Twitch slash the Comics Pals. Patreon.com slash the Comics Pals, where you can support your boys and get access to some pretty cool content. That AI art conversation, um, that's the kind of thing we would talk about on Palling Around. Um, you know, just a, a broad conversation that doesn't necessarily reflect comics. It makes sense here because it's ancillary to comics. I mean, it, it's, it's you know, right on comics for sure, but it has wider implications. Um, so, yeah, and stuff like that. Several of those Palin arounds have <laughs> evolved into Marco sort of changing the subject to fit his argument. Wow, um, dude, and, that, and that's ran. disingenuous. That is, is not disingenuous. Is it? That absolutely that again? is. Yeah, no, absolutely that, is. That's happened on like the two most recent like three episodes. Three times. On, on, on the two most recent, yeah, for sure. Okay, I'll give you I that I think one. we need to oh. get back hmm. to this AI discussion oh. once hmm. it starts. But not this last, not this conversation. This almost, and this uh, conversation. No, this conversation almost, definitely not. Almost like it was, hmm, your statement that was disingenuous? Yeah, would, would you also say that it was bullshit? It was disingenuous <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I want to I want to not disingenuously say thank you to the following people Thunderstruck Rebecca Alejandro the Night Stalker Harris Najinsky Brian Demolisher Del Pozo Random Rocio Kefis the Incorruptible the Great Destroyer Hyper Viper 89 Momentum Mike Elliott Starcrossed Catherine Stars and last but certainly not least the Ultimate Fighter Snake of Talons those are all people who are supporting us at the $10 or more tier on Patreon. Thank you so much to you fine folks. Um, speaking of the listeners, let's get to uh, the listener comment we've got this week from one Dan Trudeau who is in the chat right now. Must go. Yo, Dan Trudeau. He said on the Flintstones Book Club, which was our most recent one, this was my favorite book club so far, so very nice work. I liked the book far more than I expected. I didn't laugh out loud much, but I really appreciated the angle Russell took along with Pew's art. I don't always appreciate on-the-nose satire like this. I usually have an adverse reaction to anything that hits me over the head with its themes, but Russell is just clever enough to make it work. Here's my question. What other established characters slash property would you like to see from Mark Russell's point of view? I keep thinking I'd love to see him do Blue Beetle and Bo Booster Gold, given their history as blatantly capitalistic superheroes. The challenge there would be to lean into that concept, but figure out a way to make them redeeming. Yeah. Um, first of all, um, thank you for the comment. Always appreciate. Uh, always appreciate that. Um, first and, and and second of all, thank you for the compliment on the book club. I'm wondering um, what made it your favorite? Uh, was it just the conversation? What what was it that uh, stuck out to you? And then to answer the question, my mind went to Daredevil for some reason. Uh, I 
thought it would be interesting to see Mark because Mark Russell is kind of uh, cynical on the subject of religion and mm. sort oh. of like bashes it kind of make pokes fun. And obviously Daredevil has a complicated relationship with religion, but certainly uh, for the most part is, is displayed as a believer of God. So I'm wondering how Mark Russell would deal with that. That's good. Great question. Uh, Russell, I mean, the, the the Booster Gold Blue Beetle, genius idea. I would like to see that. Um, but he wrote a uh, one-shot issue of Avengers. It was a tie-in for uh, Judgment Day that dealt with Hawkeye. That was pretty fun. Uh, it was just like Hawkeye being judged and like, why does he do what he does? Um, mm. It was good. It was nice. Mm. Dan says uh, what he loved about the Flintstones conversation was the quality of the conversation especially the fact that I was contrary to the rest of you it added an extra dimension to the conversation oh kale I love when that stuff comes together dude like a few of us like agree and then one of us is kind of like off to the side for for the books it helps Shut facilitate up. what'd you say I, oh you heard me hey what did you say <laughs> hey 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 no hey. more AI discussion we're done we're done <laughs> Um, thank you. Yeah, thank you, Dan, for the for the comment. Um, did anyone not answer that that wanted to? I uh, I don't know. I don't know what I would want to see him because I had a hard time with uh, the Flintstones. Um, and I think you you said it, Dan. Um, I usually have an adverse reaction to anything that hits me over the head with its themes. Boy, I felt that reading the Flintstones. I think I I, I said this during during the book club, but for me, if I'd been able to read this monthly i think that would it would it probably would have hit me a little better but just reading it issue after issue after issue was just brutal mm-hmm. you felt like you're being clubbed in the head <laughs> yeah <laughs> well done um i think doom patrol would be interesting mm-hmm. i think you can get a lot across there maybe even talk about art just give me more doom patrol in general i'm fine with that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, this question just popped into my mind. I was curious. Do you guys consider writers artists? Yeah. 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 Right. Yes. Yeah. Because yeah. they type they type words into a prompt. <laughs> I I I consider writers artists, and obviously I understand what people mean when they have that writer artist debate on social media. I get the distinction there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I just feel like sometimes we don't think about uh, art in general, like everything that encompasses art. And I think all that needs to be protected and defended. I uh, just got an email from my professor um, this week about how there were uh, writers who were hired to check a uh, uh, a film script that had been done in AI. Oh, gross! Ooh. Probably shitty. So, and 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 see, I think we all we all know that you know artists people that that you know draw they get treated like crap but i think i think writers get treated like crap and i i don't think people really seem to care much about that like i've always thought that was so weird like you know we talk about like oh um you know uh artists need to get paid and artists you know and they do need to get paid and they do deserve to get paid and they should get paid for their work but i also think writers should get paid for their work like you do a kickstarter man you know, as the writer, generally speaking, the uh, the idea is you pay everybody out of your pocket and then you kickstart to recoup. That's what I've always been told. So, like, 
<laughs> the kick, if the Kickstarter doesn't go off, you're kind of boned, you know, and that's <laughs> rough. And people don't talk about that. It's it's wild. It's wild. I just I don't know why I'm saying that. I just wanted to say that. Um, I saw. Well, I, I've seen the other debate that's going around about um, is, is what Self's talking about being in the negative and things like that, but also studios not paying creators. Yeah. Um, and yeah. since a lot of times, you know, for a book that comes out through, oh, I don't know, maybe like an aftershock, um, you know, you might come to that table with the book already like a thing. Um, that probably means that the artist has been paid. So when you're talking about people being held up on checks, you're likely talking about the writer. Yep. And that's, you know, messed you're up. You're also saying uh, writer artist combos have it, have it good. <laughs> one one half of them gets paid, the other half. No, no, I mean like people who could do both at the same time. Right. Yeah. 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 Oof. If only I could, that'd be so good. Yeah, dude. Uh, I was saying before the show, like, why does Daniel Warren Johnson get to have it all? Oh, you know, geez. He deserves it, dude. He's the, he's the man. He just opens um, up the the basement and uh, throws a uh, spicer some uh, some dough down there, and he's all right. <laughs> new new limited series, Mike. Not even that. He says, "Color this." <laughs> <laughs> We're eating this month. Matt says, "Bro, I follow a guy, and his campaigns fail regularly, and he turns into the Joker on Twitter." Oh no! <laughs> I guarantee you, Matt still follows him just for that. Too. <laughs> I'm sure of it. I I wholeheartedly believe that. But I I bet you, Matt. It. Matt probably you know pays for the Kickstarters. Matt has yeah. a Kickstarter uh, addiction, which honestly, good good for everyone who gets to deal with that. Not so yeah. good for Matt. But. Well, let's let's shift gears. I want to say um, well wishes to one Peter David, uh, who is going through a tough time right now, health wise. Um, Peter David is, of course, a a writer of tremendous talent and repute. Um, Peter David. Suffered a series of strokes. Um, there is a Ooh. GoFundMe um, up right now. This was actually reported on TMZ, which is um, which is wild. But like you know, great, great for Peter. Sorry, they got like an X X Factor fan of TMZ or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know. Um, but yeah, so um, this is what this is what it says uh, uh, in the TMZ article. Uh, Peter tried getting out of bed last week, but instead he slid off because he was unable to use his legs. Kathleen was standing, uh, rather, Kathleen was able, Kathleen's his wife, was able to get him standing and take him downstairs. But after he was unable to get off the couch for five hours, she called 911. Um, it goes on. Uh, there is a GoFundMe. Um, it is uh, GoFundMe. Uh, slash Peter David Fund, $82,000 so far have been raised of 80000 that was the wow. goal. This is to help with medical costs, um, help the family catch up on bills and things of that nature. So the comic book industry, you know, came out, comic book fans, creators, I'm sure. And I'm sure that TMZ article didn't hurt. Um, yeah. And, and, and the, the positive thing, actually, out of this, if there's anything, is that Kathleen uh, says – um, that uh, he is getting better. Um, he didn't lose any feeling in his limbs, just weakness. He's working hard to get back home. Uh, he said uh, that uh, 
Peter appreciates all your goodwill towards him and wants you to know he is still plotting for things to come in his writing career. And I love that. Good. I don't know anything at all about Peter David as a human being. I only know of him as a writer. Um, I've never read anything good or bad about him as a person. But this, the fact that he, that this is his passion. And after this serious event happens in his life, he's like, Hey guys, I still got, I still got irons in the fire. Like I'm not done yet. You know, I love to see that. Cause that's what'll keep him. That's what'll keep him ticking. You know, yeah. if that's what he's passionate about, if that's what he loves, that's what's going to keep him ticking. It's off to scary, you, Peter. The scary thing about a stroke too, is that it affects the brain, especially when you're in the creative field. Like that's, yeah. that's your tool. You know, yeah. so uh, who uh, remind me who did uh, Bugs Bunny? Mel, uh, Blanc. Mel Blanc, Mel Blanc. Yeah. So he, uh, story goes that he had a stroke or was in a car accident, was in a coma or something. And the only way he was responding to doctors was as Bugs Bunny. That's wild. Wow. Laugh at that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's eventually up, how they woke him up is he was through bugs bunny no way wow. that's insane Man, that's remarkable. the human mind is crazy that's not amazing. that ai stuff ai could never put it out dan trudeau makes a good point beyond the gofundme i'd suggest buying some of his kindle books as it supports his career and puts money in his pocket yeah definitely um wishing wishing peter david all the good um and i am sure he's gonna come through this I don't think we've read the last Peter David book. Um, we haven't read the last Doctor Strange book either, even though um, well, well, he's dead. Well, he is dead, but uh, he's coming back. Marvel's bringing Doctor Strange back. Ooh. Yeah, only a flesh wound somehow. <laughs> yeah. Um, Clea has been performing the role of uh, the good Doctor in Strange or Strange, as I like to call it. Um, but Jed McKay and Pasquale Ferry are going to be bringing Stephen Strange back into the center stage. Um, Ferry, of course, known for uh, Namor Conquered Shores and Spider's Shadow, Spider-Man Spider's Shadow, um, which I liked. Yeah. Hmm. Um, so he's also going to be getting a new costume. Designed by Alex Ross, which is pretty sick. Oh, that's going to look Is that cool. it? What, that's on the cover? Okay. Yeah, I no, believe. that's his old one. Well, man. yeah, I guess that's his old one, but um, man, yeah, Alex Ross, the goat. Honestly, man, I that's got to be a good design, dude. Especially as a insane too. His like, uh, character designs are insane. Yeah, yeah, and the fact that he's able to put out so many damn covers and the Fantastic Four book this year, like, whew, nuts. He, he he must have been working on that for years. Like, it's probably oh, AI. Probably. Probably too. You know, gotta help. Gotta, gotta gotta get started somewhere. You know. I, I do think uh, Pascal Ferry is a good pick for this. Um, you know, say what you will. Pascal Ferry is a very specific artist, uh, but I think in the mystic realm, his art would actually work pretty nicely. So, sure. And Jed McKay, consistent. You know, cool guy too. It was very nice at New York Comic Con. Um, has has anyone else been uh, keeping up with it? With a strong Jay? No. Yeah, with strange. It's fun. Uh, it's it's really good. I really like Clea's like our our lead, and uh, the art's been great. The storyline's been great. Good fun. I, I'm I'm I wish we would have had more time with her because I like the character that much. I like Jed's voice for her, and like 
She's just a badass. Mm. She's so, not aware, by all accounts. Uh, Jed mm. does discuss the fact that she will be a part of this book. Um, and it seems like this is going to deal with Trange's legacy. Um, and it's going to be a personal story. It's going to harken back, it says, to uh, his psycho psychedelic and otherworldly storytelling of the past. Mm. So I could definitely see this being like a... Mm. Stephen Strange and Clea Strange have to, you know, join forces to, you know, figure out why he's back and take down this, you know, villain that Strange has some kind of a personal vendetta um, or that has a personal vendetta against him. Uh, this is pretty cool. I'm into this. Yeah. Very excited to continue to see Jed at least uh, to stay on this series and to keep toying with this universe because it's been a lot of fun. Or this part of it, at least. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Mark Millar. You guys want to talk about Mark Millar? Everybody's favorite pitch man. <laughs> the car salesman of the comics industry. And I say that with all the love in the world because Mark Millar can sell anyone on anything. I'm convinced of that. This is the guy who faked an image of Barack Obama holding up a cover of what was the book he was holding up um oh, i forget i don't remember this was it i think it was was it prodigy it was something it was fake I, i'll i'll find it but uh he, he was holding up a fake cover he, he said that eminem was gonna be in wanted it That's was a movie superior. it was superior was it superior what okay. whichever it was um <laughs> mark millar is putting out a new book called uh the ambassadors which is awesome but two days before the ambassadors announcement he randomly started talking about how dc was going to be publishing his superman book within two years and mark millar loves to say something out of the woods out of the box mm -hmm. just before or right alongside the announcement of a new book in order to generate buzz he knows what he's doing, and he admits that he does it, and he admits that sometimes it's BS, and he doesn't care because he gets you coming and he gets you going. He gets you with the announcement, and then he gets you when you find out it was a lie. <laughs> and all in between that, everybody's talking about his new book announcement, which is what we're about to do. Um, So this is a book called The Ambassadors. Again, this is through his relationship with Netflix, so you can expect that this will eventually become – a Netflix original, whether that's a series or a movie. Um, he's got an all-star cast of artists joining him this time around. It's yep. nuts. Frank Quietly, Travis Cherist, Olivier Coipel, Matteo Scalera, Matteo Bafagni, and Carl Kershaw. That is that is wild. My man Mark Millar gets to work with the best in the business. Um, and then the concept is interesting. He references uh Willy Wonka. Oh, when he talks about so uh, it takes place in a world in which super the superhuman genome has been cracked and the scientist behind it is a Korean billionaire who builds the world's first superhuman headquarters in Seoul and alerts the world that she will turn six ordinary people into super people. This sparks a global competition for people who want to join a team that will be on call 24-7 for superhuman emergencies. Damn, dude, he just has a good way of building out some sort of concept. Like, this is some shit you spew at the back. Like, 
drunk at a bar, and then he puts he makes it. That's a good idea. It'd be a pub for Millar, but yeah, I agree. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, this is a crazy list of artists, and very yeah. like yeah, Frank Quitely, and then Carl Kerschel, wildly different. Oh yeah, know? so very I'm much, curious yeah. to see how thematically all these artists fit together. Um, but like seeing Trav- Travis Charest interiors again, like, whoo, that's gonna be wild because his his art has really evolved. Uh, most recently, like with his cover art, I believe. Um, Not he did familiar. like a really good Jean Grey cover on X Men Red, from what I remember, uh, or a Nightcrawler cover as well. But uh, yeah, no, no, I'm excited for this a lot. Love seeing quietly art. So give us more. Yeah, that alone is got yep. me sold. Yeah, the, I, 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 I've been kind of down on Mark Miller recently. Um, I feel like like Prodigy didn't really land, and Magic Order feel like it should have probably ended already. Um, I, I haven't I haven't really loved the most recent stuff, mm-hmm. but it's exciting whenever a Mark Miller book is coming out, just because of the artist he gets, and you know the concepts are always big picture, whether or not they ultimately end up being what i'm interested in but there was a time boy where every mark miller book was hitting like that 2000 what like 2006 to 2012 2014 ish range no i would say even farther because there was that one book that we both read john um revival or something um yeah 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 i i can't somewhere in there i can't remember the exact but that that shit was good that was great too yeah yeah fair is that the capullo one yeah Uh, wasn't it yeah yes yeah which was supposed to be optioned for some kind of film or TV, but no, no news on that. Reborn. Mm. Reborn. Reborn. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Very good stuff. Yeah. Um, this is probably going to be awesome if for no other reason than the art. And I think the concept is kind of fun, too. So, yeah. The concept, a lot of fun. Although, yeah. uh, questionably, I don't know why Mark Millar follows Matt Murphy on Twitter. That is a weird. What? <laughs> is that true? It is true. Yeah. yeah, it is true. Yo, that there's a reason because Matt's. I, I think I think Matt is a very interesting Twitter follow because That's you don't always necessarily know what he's talking about, but you could tell that he's got a really interesting life and he's very honest. That's fun. Sometimes a secret life too, but you know. And also the Alufi, Mark Miller, eh? Oh, you think he only follows people who have the same initials as him? I could see that. He That's, strikes me as the kind of guy who would do something like I that. I could see that, yeah. I like that. Uh, and also, do you think that this Superman thing is real or no? Um, sure, why not? I think he has a script that DC has. Whether or not it becomes a book, who knows? Yeah, they have it like in their to-read pile. I hope it happens. I would like that. Um, so yeah, let's. Uh, you you want to hear a funny story? I got I got a good one. I think it's funny. So. Chris Wozniak, who is a comics creator who's worked on, you know, a whole bunch of different stuff, uh, you know, 90s, 90s guy, uh, stuff like uh, the Spectre, stuff like Batman, Blue Beetle. Um, uh, he said that he was suing Warner Brothers. Oh, yeah. He said he was suing Warner Brothers uh, some time ago. Because the Batman, the film that came out this year, 
has striking similarities and and resembles two different pitches that he has made to DC Comics uh, over the years, since the 90s. Um, (laughs) One of them is called Riddle, and then the other one is The Blind Man's Hat. And he has pitched these, and then and then they kind of like became one uh, over the years. He pitched one to Michael Uslan, who is a producer on the Batman and does you know various things for Warner and DC uh, on the film end. Um, he put out a u- series of YouTube videos to showcase how his script and his pitch is similar to the Batman, and all this this campaign. You know, and he's got real lawyers in them too. Now, you tell me, because I'm going to list off some of the some of the similarities. Yeah, yeah, please. You tell me if this is a a a, a weird coincidence, if this is theft, or if this is a case of I don't know, maybe him having an idea that anyone could have had. You tell me. Here we go. Uh. <laughs> Defendant. So whenever I say defendant, I'm referencing Warner. Whenever I say plaintiff, I'm re- referencing Wozniak. So uh, he, <laughs> defendant copied plaintiff's portrayal of Gotham City's government and police as totally corrupt, unreliable, <laughs> and a dangerous threat to Batman and Commissioner Gordon. He's closed. <laughs> <laughs> uh Defendant copied plaintiff's portrayal of Gotham City in the throes of civil unrest and riots and broke. Mm, okay. <laughs> plaintiff's portrayal of Gotham City in the throes of civil unrest and riots and broke is an, a, is an original expression of Gotham City. What's such a nice town, so. Yeah. Uh, another example of copying in defendant's movie is the scene where the district attorney crashes his car into bomb strapped around his neck an event staged by the riddler and all the protesters outside the funeral are holding signs with riddler symbols and quotes on them this scene is copied from an original expression of the copyrighted work uh okay defendants cop defendant copied plaintiff's creation of the big reveal whereby a series of answers to the riddler to the riddles at each the mass killings caused by the riddler when combined into a cipher, reveal the Riddler knows Batman is Bruce Wayne. Plaintiff's creation of the big reveal, whereby blah, 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 is an original creation. Isn't that canon, though? Um, doesn't Riddler canonically know that Bruce Wayne is Batman? Yeah. He, he does. He does. You know, sometimes he does. Sometimes he doesn't. Right. But I don't feel like this is. A, I, whatever. You guys make up your own mind. <laughs> um <laughs> Defendant copied plaintiff's creation of the Riddler and Batman operating in their own private hells. Wow. What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> it, it, it goes on to explain it, but it's very long and odd. Like um, and poor lawyers living hell walking through this shit. Defendant copied plaintiff's pivot to the plot where Riddler's ultimate plan is not to merely reveal the true identity of Batman, but to also bring about Armageddon or total destruction of Gotham City in a biblical manner. Which is weird because Riddler wasn't trying to reveal Batman's identity in the movie, I don't think. Isn't that the whole meme like with YouTube thumbnails? Like, does he know? Like the whole, right. does Riddler know? Yeah. 
there are more. Um, but I just thought like some of these, I feel like, especially some of the ones I didn't read, are things that I'd seen before the Batman. Like a, like the Batman in and of itself is aping other things that like the I feel like it apes the long Halloween to some degree. I feel like it I mean, my God. It apes the Dark Knight to some degree. Mm-hmm. It, it it apes the whole continuity of DC comics that have been published. None right. of these things are new thoughts. I mean, the, the closest one maybe is like the district attorney with the bomb around his neck. That's a little specific, but like, give me you know uh, uh, thousands of dollars, I'd come up with that. You know what I mean? Like, it's not the most wild thing out there. It's um, crazy. Good, good luck. Good luck to this dude. It just seems like a waste of money, honestly. But well, the story's not over. But I just wanted to stop here so we okay. can we can sit on this. the th- The thing, the thing, the only thing about this that I go, well, okay, interesting, is the idea of the Riddler as a murderer. That is, to my knowledge, not something that I have encountered before. The Riddler as a stone cold killer. So, okay, sure. However, I don't think it's weird that a person would have that idea. Sure. Especially when you look at movies like Seven, which, like, if someone were a super fan of Seven, and if someone were interested in serial killers, I could see how the idea of someone who uses riddles within their would be an idea that you could appropriate and, and put on the Riddler. That's not weird. The Zodiac killer. Like, it's literally yeah. real. You know? mm-hmm. Right. Right. Zod- Zodiac. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Right. So, but that would be the only thing that to me was like, wow, okay, that's, that's you know, very specific. But I think you can, I think you can work around that. But this story has a plot twist. <laughs> because all of Wozniak's YouTube posts, all the posts relating to this lawsuit that he engaged in with Warner Brothers are gone. Oh, rip. Because now Wozniak says that he is being sued by DC Comics. <laughs> so here's what he said. Yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> so here I am asking in all caps, Batman fans around the world to stop Hollywood from steamrolling another comic creator. Certainly, none of the famous people who worked on the film had to make a public appeal to the internet just to get paid. I think it's safe to say the budget for a film of this magnitude is big enough to take care of everyone who contributes to it, especially when all that contribution comes from, <coughs> sorry, um, becomes the foundational blueprint for the most successful Batman film of all time. I got absolutely nothing. That is not justice. It would be nice if some of the more famous faces would shine a little light on this situation because it would go a long way towards making this right. There is no disputing my plot predates their screenplay that the people who made this film were in possession of my plot and that the Riddler storyline in the film was directly derived from my plot. So the reason he's being sued by DC is because he is basing this whole thing around a character that is already copyrighted by DC Comics. Okay, that was going to be my question. Yeah. <laughs> Can you make a copyrighted story about a copyrighted character? No, you can't. But what he is what he's claiming his defense is that in the 90s 
writers knew it was understood that writers were free to pitch to editors without solicitation and to draft it up and to, you know, for that to be their creation. But of course, we know or not that is true. There's no way that this argument would hold up in court because what he's presenting is copyrighted material. If you present something to Marvel Comics, they own it. That's why, um, oh my God, I'm going to need help on this one. Thor. He wrote Thor for a long time and then he left. Walt Walt Simonson. Thank you, Walt Simonson. That's why Walt Simonson had to go and create something called Ragnarok for another comic book company Mm. to finish his Thor story. Because even though he wrote it, and even though he had it all drawn up, it's owned by Marvel. You can't do this. I read this and I was dying laughing. (laughs) They stole his work. How dare you insult the man? What famous people are going to stand up for this? Also, like, say, say they did have in possession his pitch. How is he going to prove that? Are they going to be like, well, yeah, we do have it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, right. The proof has to be given by DC and like in the 90s, this was done like good luck. This is. Yeah. This is like what, trying so to- his his quote is uh, uh, everyone who worked for or freelanced at DC Comics in 1990 knows full well that established freelancers were given free license to submit stories anytime they wanted. Right. It's probably how 90% of DC Comics were made. If DC Comics likes your story, they put it under contract. Where's your contract, my guy? Nope. Yep. Well, you know why there's no contract? Because they never wanted to make the book. He talks about how he was he was um trying to get this over for 12 years. He started pitching it in 90, allegedly, and the last time that I saw him say he pitched it was 2002. So but regardless of the time frame, if anyone wanted it, there'd be a contract. And short of that, it's DC's owned property. What the hell? And also, like, especially if he's doing it in 2002, like, uh, companies like this will not take spec scripts anymore. Maybe they did in the 90s, yeah. but they won't for this exact reason. Like, yeah. if I want to pitch a script, I, like, I wrote a script for It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Like, not actually the show, but I wrote, like, a script on it in college. If I sent, I can't send that over to FX. They're not going to read that. Because on the off chance they I have proof that they did read it and they use any of the elements, I can sue, you know. Right. So they're gonna cover their asses as a big company. Like, uh Yeah. Buddy. Just do a Kickstarter like every normal person. Come on, dude. Make this, I don't know, Catman. Oh, that's copyrighted too. No, that's copyrighted. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I I definitely feel like this is a case of someone having an idea that's like look. At the end of the day, did did Matt Reeves and and everybody involved steal ideas to make this movie? Yeah, probably. Yeah, they stole from the comics. They stole from every every Riddler interpretation, pretty much we've ever seen. They stole from almost every Batman we've ever. That's what happens. The Dark Knight is not a wholly original idea. It takes from comics. It takes from other movies. That's how stuff gets made. You know what I'm saying? And you're not always going to get paid off because there was something in your idea that was similar to someone else's. That's ridiculous. I just think it's funny that this guy is calling on all Batman fans. <laughs> Unite. Yeah. But only if you have the membership card, then yeah, 
you you don't yeah. count if you don't. We're not uniting over this. Um, but thanks for the laugh. I appreciate that. And and obviously, I think that there are there are probably ex- people who exist who might have real claims for things like this. Um, hmm. but this just isn't that guy, not to me. Last story before we dive into the big DC news this week. Um, Superman Lost is a miniseries that is coming from Christopher Priest and Carlo Hagulayan. Um, they're the same creative team by De- uh, who did Deathstroke, which was um, pretty pretty well received, critically acclaimed. Um, so they're reuniting to tell a story about Superman in which he is shipped off for a routine, you know, mission in space um, and is gone for mere minutes in the mind of Lois Lane to everyone on Earth. But in fact, when he returns, he's been gone for 20 years in his mind. Um, DC put out a preview of this in the Superman 85th anniversary, and it's actually really interesting. I liked it a lot. Um, so I'm into this. And apparently, and like, Batman goes to Lois to give her the bad news that they don't know where Superman is. He's gone. And Superman's already home, back from his trip after 20 years. And he's stunned. He doesn't know that uh, Superman doesn't know what to say to Lois. He doesn't know what to say at all. And when Bruce sees him, it's like he saw a ghost. And Lois is really upset because she's like, well, you knew he was gone. What did you do to what did you do to Clark? And that's kind of where it where it cuts off. Um, I'm definitely going to be picking this up. Because to me, Superman is like, you know, how many situations can you really put him in where he's really at threat or whatever? And I don't think that's really a story with Superman is the threat of his death. I think what's more interesting is like, well, how else can you mess with him? Yeah. And this I've not heard of before. Um, I love that Deathstroke run. So, like, put that team on anything else, and I'm into it. Mm. That's simple as that. So it's not bad. Is it better than AI art, Marco? <laughs> I'd say so. No, I'm glad. I'm glad you went there. I was about to. So, of course. Um. So this is this will be out in uh, March, um, and we will almost assuredly be reading it. I've never read anything by Christopher Priest, and I've I've only heard. Either mixed or good things. Were you here when we did the uh, the new Black Adam? No, mm. I, I missed that episode. Okay, well then, then there you go. <laughs> I guess you really haven't. Okay, maybe I don't like him then. Oh well, no, I, I think I think Christopher Priest does good stuff. I just I didn't like that. I didn't like that. Book. Yeah, yeah, that's the only thing I've read. Okay, so, that's what the like the new kid, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. White, White Adam. What do they call him? I don't remember. Oh my god. It was something there was, um, like he that. He did a really good run on Justice League, actually. That was like kind of like a fill-in run. It was between um, Snyder and uh, I guess who was the big one after that? I forget. But he, he did like <laughs> one of these like middling runs. But I, I thought it was really good. Uh, it dealt with like geopolitical processes in the Justice League. Like why do they help a lot of the white nations? And then you know like it was it was pretty it was mm. good stuff. Mm. Oh, he could sue DC and Black Adam for that. <laughs> Just get all the lawsuits going. Why not? Um, that yeah, that is going to uh, be our lead into 
uh, the main topic. It's really interesting how much Superman chat there was this week um, because Superman's future in the DCU on film is very much in question, at least as it relates to Henry Cavill playing the character. Um, Everything is upended now. This is the storm period. This is the darkest before the dawn period right now that we're in with the DCU. Um, I can't wait to get into everything that happened this week. Like, so it's so funny. We just got that announcement here where he was like, it's me. I'm back, baby. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my God, guys. This is, this is so exciting for me. Hang on for five more minutes or less. If you're watching us live, we will be back in a moment. Thank you for waiting. See you soon. Hello, we are back. Thank you for waiting. Appreciate you guys. If you're still with us and you've been enjoying the show so far, please do leave us a like. That helps us out a lot. A follow if you're on Twitch uh, or or anywhere else, quite frankly. Anywhere that you can you know, leave us a like or a follow or a subscription, that would be great. Very, very helpful. If you're watching on Twitch, we appreciate all subs. If you want to gift us your Amazon subscription for the month, it's free for you to do. We appreciate that. Um, all that stuff helps us out a ton. Let's get into the main topic. It is juicy. And I know we do the DC thing a lot, but I love to talk about it. And from what I can tell, you guys like to hear about it. So we're getting right into it. Now, this story starts. This story starts in an interesting way because on so so on December 7th, or rather, December 6th, Gal Gadot put on Instagram uh, basically a message celebrating the fact that she's Wonder Woman. It was like, you know, that was when she was cast in the role many moons ago, that, that date many years ago, and that she can't wait to show us what's in store, what's coming next, right? The next day, December 7th, Hollywood Reporter's Heat Vision puts out an article, a a wide-ranging DC article. But the headline is Patty Jenkins' Wonder Woman 3 not moving forward as DC hit turning point. That's the headline. This situation with now James Gunn and Peter Safran becoming the Kevin Feige, essentially, of DC is causing such upheaval then I'm not even sure what the landscape of the DC universe is going to look like after this. But one thing's for sure is that the hierarchy of the DC universe has changed. Damn it. You stole my punchline. I'm sorry, Tyler, but this was my <laughs> week. You got it last time. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> uh, so notable, notable names as we go forward. Michael and Pamela Abdi are the Warner Brothers Film Group executives. They are the people, other than James Gunn and Peter Safran, who have the most say in what goes on and the stuff we're going to be discussing. So when we talk about decision-making, they're right at the center of all of this. We're talking about decisions like, is uh, Henry Cavill still going to be Superman? And what's going on with that? We're talking about Jason Momoa, and if he's going to still be Aquaman or if he's going to move on and be Lobo. 
All that stuff is being discussed. Is there going to be another Flash movie starring Ezra Miller? The menace themselves. These are all up in the air right now. How that's not how there's not a concrete answer on that one, I don't know. I don't know. Um, but it all starts, yeah, like I said, it all starts with Wonder Woman. So we're gonna dive dive right into that. Um so Patty Jenkins turned in her script for Wonder Woman 3. And she received the feedback from once again those executives that I mentioned, Michael and Pamela, that the script wasn't it wasn't what they were looking for. And that the character arcs weren't well defined enough. Now <laughs> I I think that this is the most petty thing I've ever heard. Um what she went on to do. No, it's it's Patty. Oh, wow. Uh, she went on to send Peter, or not Peter Safran, excuse me, Michael DeLuca, a message that included the Wikipedia link to character arc. Thanks. I like that energy. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, no. An executive <laughs> at a multi-billion dollar movie studio who has the power to greenlight or not greenlight your film, and you send him the Wikipedia link to the definition of character arc. I mean, I hope she 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 could have used that Wikipedia link during uh, 1984. That's for sure. Yikes! Hell well, yeah! That's that's probably what she did, and that's why the movie <laughs> came out the way it did. But that, but what's it's funny you say that because that was one of the things that was a concern was the feedback that 1984 got, which was that was one of them that the character arcs kind of bland, kind of nothingness. Yep. And I think that up within her new script, and she wasn't here for it, not in oh. any way, shape, or form. Wow. Damn, wow. she needed that. Man, her star is kind of fading. Like with with that, and then like her Star with Wars that thing, attitude. And, <laughs> her Star Wars thing got got you know taken off the board too. She was in that Rogue Squadron movie, right? Um, and that's gone as well. Mm. Oh, is it really? Yeah. yeah. Is it uh, is it for sure gone? It is no longer on their slate as as far okay. as I know. Well. Okay. Cool. Um. Yeah. The other factor that I thought was unbelievable, uh, is that. She told DeLuca and Abdi that they didn't understand her or what she was trying to do with the script. And on top of that, she wasn't willing to write a new script. And part of the reason why she wasn't willing to write a new script is because she didn't want James Gunn or Peter Safran to have a say in what she. And that's a key to this whole thing. And this is why the James Gunn thing might not be as good for DC as it first seemed. James Gunn is a director. He doesn't come from the same place as executives, right? So when James Gunn is giving you notes, you're getting notes from a peer, not someone over you, even though that person has the capacity to ice your story. Okay. It's not the same thing as Kevin Feige giving you a he can't do what you do. You can't do what he do. 
But James Gunn does what you do. And Pat, according to this, Patty Jenkins was not trying to hear his notes. Yikes. Man, I went I went to school with those types of people too. Like doing like peer peer review discussion breakdowns people's scripts and then people having you know like actual criticism on on it and then like them saying no i think you're wrong like i've had i've dealt right. with people like that before it's juicy i gotta say <laughs> i'm <laughs> just eating eating my, you know my snack you know I'm like ooh, tyler's here for the toxicity I love, I love my major yeah <laughs> so that's over the the patty jenkins Warner relationship, unless she cools off. I mean, the way it appears things are left, they said to her, you know, you're free to pitch. You're free to get, to send in a new script. Uh, I'm going out on a limb and saying that it's over. Um, yeah. Gal Gadot, where does she go from here? I think mm. they have every reason to want to keep her from the standpoint that she is, you know, popular and and not what I think anyone thinks is the problem with these movies. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, if there's a desire to reboot the whole thing, which it seems like that might be on the table, um do you keep her? Yeah, she stick around. Um Matt asked a question, why would you want her back after that last one? Uh, to your point, I don't think she's I don't think Gal's the the issue. I think the the script is the the actual narrative that was provided because I, I had a lot of fun with um, the first film. Sean, I don't think you were as high on it, right? I yeah, I didn't like it very yeah, much. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I thought the scenes are great. I thought the acting was well done. Um, I think she I think she can make for a good hopeful character uh, in the same way that a Superman can, and I think that potential is still there and it's untapped. So I, I would like to continue to see more of her, see where that character nets out in the larger story. But whether or not they reboot, that's been my question, I think, for like everything. What, what like where where are they drawing the line on what is what is carryover, what is clean slate, what is a one off? Uh, and we haven't gotten clarity there. I hope they keep her because I really like her portrayal. And because there is no clarity, I can kind of work under the assumption that there's no rules to what they can do or can't. So keep her, uh, get Dunk Ezra, keep Cavill. Momoa, I like him as Aquaman, so I'd hope you can keep him around, but it would feel weird and dissonant to get him as another character. And Peacemaker, that shit stays forever, dude. That's fun. Well, I was just briefly looking at that thread that Silv linked of the innocence of Ezra Miller, and some people will go to the ends of the earth to defend a person who is undefendable. Yep. Like the evidence against him having an inappropriate relationship with Damn. a minor is that Dakota. no one knows about it. Oh, I'm sorry. Damn. Them. Jeez, sorry. Yeah. Um, the the evidence of them having an inappropriate relationship with a mi- with a minor is that there's no evidence of it. Like, yeah. No, you know, no crap. There's no evidence of it. That's you know, this is. It, 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 it wasn't a lack of evidence that kept R. Kelly out of prison. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, um, well, I, well, I will say it's it's nice to see the uh, the flashpoint marketing has started early. Uh, yeah, 
yeah with, with this thread right right um so let's talk about the henry cavill of it all mm. so allegedly um henry cavill has filmed the scene for the flash and executives are not sure what to do about it because it and it's important to note a lot of stuff was happening before James Gunn and Peter Safran came on board that they might not necessarily be down with now. And that's one of those things. We know that Dwayne Johnson pushed hard for Henry Cavill to come back. He talked about it ad nauseum. He got his wish, but he got his wish under an old regime. Now the new regime is saying, hold the phone. We're not so sure about that. So whether or not that uh, scene will make the flash is up in the air. They're not locked on an edit yet. So it could, it could not. But the thing is that not everyone wants Henry Cavill back. In fact, it's pretty clear that as a whole, Warner did not want Henry Cavill back. They were going out of their way not to bring him back. In fact, if you look back at Shazam, you'll recall that the post credit scene includes Superman, but we don't see his face because they didn't want to put Henry Cavill there. I don't know what the bug is that Warner has up their butt about Henry, but they don't want him. And it seems like that fact might also be blowing back on The Rock because The Rock went so hard to bring him back and he did so much gloating and grandstanding in the aftermath for a return in a movie that essentially flopped. Now, The Hollywood Reporter says, you know, yeah, it flopped. It's looking like it's going to lose $50 million. Deadline put out an article the next day that basically talks about everything that the Hollywood Reporter discussed, but it recontextualizes it or it adds clarity or whatever. And they say that that report is not correct and that um, Black Adam is likely to make $50 million. The Rock also went on social media to say the same thing. But can I just say how embarrassing I think it is that an actor of the rock stature. And I mean that in terms of how much money he makes is on social media talking about how much his movie earned in this, in the trenches, in the trenches. Dude is in the replies of people saying, people are like, Oh, I don't care what these dirt sheets are saying. You know, I still believe in the movie. And like the rocks replying to the, you know, no, dude, uh, Twitter Jones over here saying like, Oh, keep, keep up the faith brother. You know, I'm like, Oh, well, they're they're babies. They're only getting started. This isn't like you know the MCU's been around for years. It's it's um yeah. It's, Can't we just see which really... uh, which Marvel uh, character the Rock plays down the line? <laughs> Dude, the dude's petty enough to be to actually go to Marvel after this to be like, yo, they fucked me. Let's go. It's a typical wrestling carny shit. They right? fucked me. Yeah. And and the thing is that they tried to fuck know... on me. <laughs> <laughs> I love that bit. Um, The thing is that, you know, Black Adam was being positioned to be a major figure in the DCU. And we talked a few weeks ago about, like, now that Black Adam has come out and not done so hot, is that still the case? Does it even get a sequel? And that is in question now. Whether it even gets a sequel is in question. So Man of Steel 2 is indefinitely on hold. They allegedly received a script from Steve the Knight. Um, and, uh, it wasn't well received. And instead of asking him to re-script, re-script, re-pitch, 
Um, or instead of asking someone else, they're just on hold until James Gunn and Peter Safran figure out what they want to do with Superman. Black Adam, it just didn't do well. So for them, it's like, even if it makes $50 million, is that really what you want to build on? A movie that made $50 million? That's minimal, you know? Right. It's already coming to, to what, HBO Max next week? It's, it's, yep. it's, it's out now on VOD, and it's hitting HBO Max this month. That's a crazy short turnaround, but they need to find a way to recoup this month. Anything they can make. It's... Um. So yeah, I don't know what the future of Black Adam is, but it seems unlikely that it's going to be um, a major. He's going to be a major character going forward. What was he touting to be? It was going to be the the new face of DC or something. Uh, I, well, he said the hierarchy of DC was about to change. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Dude went to business for himself for sure. <laughs> can you can you imagine? We're in this. <laughs> we're in this world where not only did this Shazam villain get his own movie, he may not even show up in Shazam three at this point. Like, <laughs> it's weird. And I think and, that, yeah. And, 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 and is one of the biggest stars in the world. The highest. He may not even world. Yeah. May not even be in the third off-brand Superman movie. <laughs> and it's funny throughout this too, like Shazam was the only one where it's like, he, they, they might be safe. Um, yeah. Because it's so disconnected from everything. Well, so Matt says the turnaround argument is BS. Batman had the same length from theaters to Max, but it didn't have the same length from theaters to VOD. And also that was under a different regime where they were much more interested in getting their stuff on max quicker whereas david zaslav yeah. has spoken out against that as a general rule of thumb yeah. uh so the fact that black adam is coming out this quickly does feel strange to me um more so the vod part than the max part but the vod part is really odd um, and also that was during like that was still on the tail end yeah. of covid so like theaters just weren't the same you know so yeah we're, we're just not in that same time period anymore um, but yeah, so like I said earlier, everything's been on the table, even the return of the Zack Snyder Justice League for a sequel. Michael, Michael DeLuca and Pamela Abdi discussed the idea of bringing those actors back, not necessarily uh, Zack Snyder, but those characters and actors back for a Justice League to and just continuing on the franchise like that. That, to me, is one of the worst ideas I've ever heard. Not because... Don't don't misconstrue me, Snyder Bros. I consider myself among you. Not because of that. But because I can't imagine a reason to do the Joss Whedon thing again. Zack Snyder created the Snyderverse. He should be the one to spear that ship. If, if you're going to do that, if that's what you're going to do, which I don't think they should do that, but if you're going to do that, Zack Snyder should be the one directing those movies. I don't want to see a Justice League 2 with that same world without Zack Snyder. That makes no sense to me. Hmm. Scrap the whole thing at that point. They seem torn on whether or not to scrap everything. They kind of want to have their cake and eat it too. Right. Yeah. Um, 
and, and I think I think it's just because there are stuff already that haven't come out yet that were made under a different regime. It's like it almost feels like they can't make a decision until after Flashpoint, which sucks because Flashpoint is your out if you do need to make the decision. Right. And that's such a good point. To me, they've reached they've reached a point where, you know, you're this is a new creative regime. You have Flashpoint. Stop doing things. Let Flashpoint be what it is. Don't do any cameos. Let it happen and then just reboot and call it a day. Yep. Agreed. Um But there's so much more, if you can believe that. Walter Hamada was the for- former president of DC uh, film. I believe that was his role and title. And he was an advocate for bringing Henry Cavill back and an advocate for bringing Michael Keaton back, et cetera, et cetera, because he wanted to make two movies. One was being worked on. The other one was just a pipe dream. The pipe dream was a a, a film in which they would take the older actors and the, the the actors who had played these characters in the past, the characters from the Snyderverse, and the new generation of superheroes, and mash them up in one big crisis event tentpole film. Oh, DC Comics presents uh, Infinite Crisis. What was it? The Dark Crisis? <laughs> <laughs> you already forgot. <laughs> it's not even done yet. Yeah. Uh, Dan, I, I mean, I'm using that Snyder bro term uh, loosely, I like Zack Snyder's Justice League, and I'm not, I'm not wholly against the the Zack Snyder era of DC films. You're Do I think that's the direction online. that they? Yeah. Sorry, you're just not perpetually online in the trenches def- defending it. I've never, I've never yeah. defended it anywhere but this podcast, and I've never, certainly never, uh, you know, attacked someone over it. But I do. Uh, okay, fair enough. Um, well, there might be people who don't know. They, you know, they might think I'm He's- nuts. He says he says he's never attacked anybody. We, we started this uh, uh, podcast with two <laughs> other people who aren't here, mind you. Whoa, 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 whoa. You Hold that on me? Wait, whoa, whoa. <laughs> wait a second. <laughs> My God. Can't take a sip for that. Yeah, that was heavy. <laughs> um, uh, I, I think that that idea, that, that crisis idea, is a clear example of why we needed a regime change. Too convoluted? Way too convoluted. It's not that you can't do it. Marvel's on their road to Secret Wars right now. But that's already 15 years worth of storytelling. You know? Right. I don't think you can just... It's not even that you can't just jump right in. Well, I don't think you can. But they're they're in a mess right now. They're in a, a mess. And a crisis is a mess. It's the ultimate mess. And I don't think they're in a position to handle that properly, dude. If if they did a crisis, if they did a crisis movie, you'd have to explain everything the same way that Gargoyles did this past week. Just like this is who this character is, and this is where they stand. And, and oh, by the way, you got to make sure you remember this person's like uncle's daughter's like m- marriage was a thing that happened. Check out Pals Polls for that. Uh, that yeah, plug back. in, plug in the most recent episode of Pals Polls there. Yeah. Just not a bad, not a good idea. But the other one, the other idea. Now this, this is going to get you guys. I, I promise. Get me fully torqued on this one. Michael Keaton. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. As Bruce Wayne. Michelle Pfeiffer. Ooh. As Catwoman. Come on, Kale. 
Mm-hmm. In a, thank <laughs> preach, you. Preach it to me, brother. In a Batman Beyond movie. Oh. With Timothy awesome. Chalamet as Terry McGinnis. I lost. <laughs> I lost you with Batman Beyond? Hold on. Not because I don't want it. I saw this headline this week and I said, this is a lie. Just click me. It's not. I, d- I don't believe this. The source, the source is a little dubious. No, it's not. The, what do you mean? The source is the writer. The, no, the person the source, who was writing the, source, the movie. The source was a Twitter account who then said the writer said this. So. Uh, I mean, it comes from the Hollywood Reporter. Christina Hodson delivered a pitch that saw Batman and Catwoman in a resuscitated relationship. They even have a quote. Hodson pitched her take which had executives excited and had actually co- commenced writing when about two weeks after the hires of Gunn and Saffron, she was told to stop. Quote, some Batman's, some Bat fans' hearts may break when we tell them the project was looking to resuscitate a romance between blah, 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 blah. Uh, I don't know. If, that doesn't uh, scream Batman Beyond to me, though. But but a romance film like but, that? But it is, it is Batman Beyond. It's just older Batman. Like, the Batman Beyond is Terry McGinnis. But but it was gonna include that. You mean aspect of Here, that. Here's movie. here's here's the Hollywood Reporter. Um, uh, what's it called? Heat Vision. Here 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 it is about this. Uh, in the after. Okay, let me skip around. Uh, Christina Hodson was writing it, was penning it. Uh, blah blah blah. Hodson pitched her take, which had executives excited and actually commenced writing. She was told to stop. Some the same quote I read. Um. One may even love Terry McGinnis. They may bring back Deathstroke, who was a villain. Blah blah blah. Ooh. I don't know. To me, to me, I I I I see it in Hollywood Reporter. I I buy it. I don't know. It's not. Yeah, I'm not. I'm certainly not saying that. It doesn't say that in the Hollywood Reporter. I'm sorry. I just like you say Batman Beyond to me, and I go, Nah, that's not happening. It's also dated. <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, here's the thing. You pitch me uh, Michelle Pfeiffer Catwoman in any in any sense, I'm I'm in for the ride. Trust me. Oh yeah. Oh ho, ho, yeah. As my cat just hits me with his tail. Whipping you, man. Uh yeah. So that that was another another thing where it's like, do I want to see that movie? Yes, I do. Is it a good idea right now? No, it's not. Yeah. I think they need to. You know, focus up. I mean, if they if they got it, fucking why not? <laughs> like, if they can do it, they say they say even if it's not Batman Beyond, slap that name on it. Like, yeah, it'll say it'll sell like hotcakes, man. Yeah, it'll sell like Batman. Which and, and uh, in this economy, yeah. selling better than hotcakes. I gotta say, <laughs> all these cancellations, all these scripts being put on pause, all these actors being held in limbo is causing problems in Hollywood. We don't think about or talk about the fact that like these movies take so long to make, so much time to write or 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 act in and for it to be up in the air like this is causing agita among creators. Um two among them are the directors of Batgirl who have said that the cancellation of Batgirl was a traumatic experience. Um, and that they would be willing to return to DC under the condition that the movie come out, which I guess I can understand. I mean, yeah, that's a pretty uh, pretty low bar. 
Uh, <laughs> oh, you'll put our movie out? Though. Yeah, we'll come back. Like the tax write already happened though. Like that's that's a pipe dream. The deadline article on this subject headlines DC disruption has town jittery. And the first paragraph, the first couple of paragraphs is about how this is upending Hollywood. Um, and it's pissing off a lot of people. Direct quote. This is it. And it's a horrible optic. This business is based on relationships. I've been saying this about Warner for two years. Warner Brothers has alienated Christopher Nolan. Warner Brothers has alienated the director of Dune, whose name I'm forgetting. Villanueva. Thank you. They've now alienated Patty Jenkins, even though I think they alienated her in 2020 when they threw her a bag to prevent her from going out and complaining about the fact that Wonder Woman 1984 was a sacrifice. Um, and who knows? I mean, it, who knows how how many other people they've alienated whose names we don't even know. And they continue to do that. Now, it might be for a good reason. It might be to try to right the ship. But it's still a situation where you're you're where you're alienating creators from your company. You know, who knows if Christopher Nolan would have said, ah, you know what? I want to make the Dark Knight. Two or what, you know, whatever that ain't happening. You know, so it's a bad look. And James Gunn knows that. Which is why James Gunn himself responded to the Hollywood Reporter article. He said, So, as for the story yesterday in The Hollywood Reporter, some of it is true, some of it is half true, some of it is not true, and some of it we haven't decided yet whether it's true or not. Although this first month at DC has been fruitful, building the next 10 years of story takes time and we're still just beginning. Peter and I chose to helm DC Studios, knowing we were coming into a fractious environment, both in the stories being told and the audience itself. And there would be an unavoidable transitional period as we moved into telling a cohesive story across film, TV, animation, and gaming. But in the end, the drawbacks of that transitional period were dwarfed by the creative possibilities and the opportunity to build upon what has worked in DC so far and to help rectify what has not. We know we are not going to make every single person happy every step of the way, but we can promise everything we do is done in the service of story and in the service of the DC characters we know you cherish and we have cherished our whole lives. As for more answers about the future of the DCU, I will sadly have to ask you to wait. We are giving these characters and the stories the time and attention they deserve, and we ourselves still have a lot more questions to ask and answer. This is one week before Gunn and Safran are slated to present their pitch to David Zaslav and the executives at DC. One Interesting. <laughs> they've been they've been announced for all this what two weeks ago, three weeks ago. <laughs> like they have not been around that long yet. Yep. I, I personally like how fast they're moving. They need this. Yep. Agreed. Um, and, it, and if and the thing is, like James Gunn has a has a flair for the weird. Um, like with this Lobo rumor, with Momoa, like that works. Um, his him doing Peacemaker, like if he says That's fuck good. the Trinity and just does weird DC shit, honestly, I'm kind of cool with that. Like as yeah. much as I love Superman, as much as I love I love Batman, and I don't, I don't no, think we talked about bad the Batman move. stuff yet. That's a bad Agreed. move. There's no way. Like maybe you personally feel like that. But as, no, as a, a totally at, personal thing, I yeah yeah, you just can't. 
the, part of the reason why the DCU has suffered is the absence of Superman and a version of Batman that most people can't understand because they haven't read the comics. I think that it was a mistake. Even though I enjoy those movies, I think it was a huge mistake to make Batman old. Or I shouldn't say old, but it's not like, you, you know, not a young man. Yeah, yeah. Older, middle aged, yeah, I guess. Middle aged, yeah. That was wrong. That was a mistake. I and I think to what he's saying where they're still deciding what is true and what is not, I I hope that extends to stuff like the Joker and stuff to like the Batman where we can we can have that exist, maybe not as part of the universe, but have it exist siloed enough where all right, this is going to be they're doing their own thing and we're going to we're going to clean slate something else. I have an answer for that. Go for it. They have no say over that. Mm. Those so those are being viewed as almost like almost like many DC projects unto themselves involve those direct creators. So like Matt Reeves reports directly to David Zaslav and Pamela Abdi and Michael DeLuca. Not James Gunn and mm. not Peter Safran. They only control what happens in projects that are labeled DCU. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. In that case, I don't like this Lobo rumor. Keep uh, keep Moa's Aquaman. I'm I'm digging that vibe, and it will feel odd and dissonant to see him portray another DC character, knowing that. He has such a forward-facing one in Aquaman. You mean the same way Chris Evans was the Human Torch and then huh? became Captain America? What? Mm -hmm. Well, I would say that that's slightly different in the sense that this is within this theoretically within the same universe, and he literally just played Aquaman. So they're going to replace Aquaman with some other person, and James, Jason Momoa will still be there just playing another dude. Like That's kind of odd. Yeah, it feels weird. I would say I would say that Lobo is a pretty decent exception to that because he's yeah. you know he would be pretty heavy heavily you know made up and and also he could reference that like Lobo is the type of character who can yeah make the joke too you know just because you make well, the joke doesn't make it okay who knows but you know be that as it may I think that that is the least of DC, of DC's uh, problems at this point I think you can do that and get away with it. Um, but I, I think they have some major things they need to figure out. Chief among them is who is Superman and what are you doing with him? Because all this back and forth, hemming and hawing. I mean, the last Superman movie came out 10 years ago. Yeah. If you don't count Batman versus Superman as. A, well, I mean, it is a Superman movie, but it's not Superman by himself. The last solo Superman movie came out 10 years ago. That's yeah. way too long. Damn, that long ago? Man of Steel. I mean, yeah, was it 20... not? That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Not no, like... it was. It was. Yeah, twenty thirteen to me, but that's bad to me. Mm. There hasn't even been in universe solo Batman movie. Mm. <laughs> that's, that's true. Don't tell Ben Affleck that it'll start drowning in Duncan again. And cigarettes. Affleck. Yeah, cigarettes and Duncan. Yeah, but Bat I. Uh, yeah. Uh, sorry. Uh, Affleck's still Batman, technically, right? I mean, at this point, I think it's hard to say who's what. Hmm. I think, I think, in the sense that he has an upcoming appearance in the Flash, yes, he is still uh, Batman. Beyond that, 
We don't know. I don't think he should be. I, I, I don't think he should be. Not because I dislike what he did. I think he was awesome. I just don't see how that could fit with the vision that James Gunn has. Yeah, right now. Scrap everything. That's just my opinion. I don't think there's anything they should keep. Not an actor and not a story beat. As much as I love Henry Cavill, and I think he was great, I don't think he was the problem at all, and I desperately want to see him get his chance to be Superman, the real Superman, I think that ship has sailed. You know who gets the best deal out of all of this? Liam Hemsworth. He gets that uh, Witcher role, uh, even though <laughs> Cavill doesn't even get Superman. So, <laughs> Hey, I, I, I'm grateful for him, or uh, good for him, rather. Um, grateful to you, I guess. Yeah. Somebody's got to take Miley Cyrus off the board. She's a menace. Silv, <laughs> you are right. We're the real winners in this situation. This is true, yeah. Guys get endless content out of this mess. I love it to death. You don't have any idea how much I obsessed over the Sony hacks and those emails. That That's one of my favorite things that's ever happened. Like, privately. Like, I, I did that for my own self. We reported on it here. You did the but hacks? No, I didn't do the hacks. Okay, good. Don't say that. <laughs> Don't say that. You, you can blame, uh, uh, what's his name, that does all the, the weed movies? The stoner guy? Oh, Franco? Not the not him, his friend. Seth, Seth Rogen? Seth Rogen. Rogen and James Franco for the Sony hacks. Oh, true, true, true. Um. But uh, let's see. Dan says, I, I was for a soft reboot, but I'm coming closer to Sean's feelings about a 100% reboot. Rip the band-aid I, off. Can't, I can't see it any other way. You literally can just do an after credit scene in Flashpoint where, you know, like, universe reset, age, introduce the new actors. Like, cast them now. Just do it. The problem with that is Flashpoint is due out June 16th. Which you is telling me you can't film one, one after credit scene in that time? It's not that you can't. It's the casting part. Hey, they're moving they can do it in AI. It's doable. <laughs> they can yeah, use but the algorithm. Then but then Superman might have a mustache, and that would be bad. <laughs> and it worked out last mm. time. Thank you. Mm. I'm, so, I'm glad someone got that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I just I feel like they need time to get it right. I don't want them to rush casting. I don't want them to rush a scene into Flash. You don't even have to have a scene in the Flash. You could just say, "Yeah, that's over. That that phase is over. Let's just like you don't. You, you can just just do a, a a Justice League movie that doesn't acknowledge anything that came before. This is the league. That's it. Let's go." And you got that that one text that pops up: "The Flash will not return." <laughs> and Dan makes another good point. It can't be the final word because there's additional movies coming out. We still have Aquaman, and we still have um, well, Aquaman comes out. Oh, Blue it does come out after Flashpoint. It was supposed to be the opposite, right? It was supposed to be. Yeah, yeah. we still have Blue Beetle, Aquaman, and Shazam two. Yeah, that's right. Shazam two is in wow. February, so that's fine. But yeah, yeah. And then we can be like, none of these will return. Yeah, the Flash will not return. <laughs> Blue Beetle, don't forget it. <laughs> Never had legs. But what happens if Aquaman makes a billion dollars again? That won't happen. But what happens if it does? We'll fire James Gunn. <laughs> <laughs> See, we like, have it figured out, actually. Would the executives really be cool with recasting 
a guy whose movies twice over have made a billion? No, sure they're going to push back hard. finally recasting his wife in the movie. Yikes. Well, but to be fair, they all that. She was not well received in Aquaman 1. Fair. But uh, yeah, like they have such a conundrum on their hands. And it's the most, it, it has to be in my mind, right? The most exciting thing James Gunn has ever been a part of, but also the most terrifying, right? Like from a creative standpoint, yeah. like, like yeah, from view? a creative yeah, standpoint, yeah. It's a it's a fascinating time. It's it's so exciting to be a DC fan right now. I mean, James Gunn made the best DC thing in years, and that's the opening credits to Peacemaker. So, if <sighs> continue that, I'm ready. That's fine. that's that's what gives me pause. Is like I don't I want the Peacemaker. I don't want that for the DC universe. Like goofy. Yeah, I don't want that. I, I, it's not that I, I don't want it to be super serious, like and dark, like what Zach did. I don't think that's the appropriate tone. But I also don't think James Gunn's tone is appropriate either. Want a nice middle ground? Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Not to say that I think Kevin James Smith's Gunn Batman in a couple of years, he's gonna get all his good friends uh, to come in and do his stuff. What, how, what was the start of that sentence? We're gonna get Kevin Smith doing a Batman movie in a couple of years. Oh my. Oh. Is that an oaf like you want it or an oaf like you don't kill? I don't I do like Kevin not. Smith. No, I do not. I would not want that either. No, no, I, I, not even for his movies. I just think he dresses uh, strange. What? Leave my man I mean, alone. Right. I mean, I mean, you're right. He he lost a lot of weight. He looks good, but he's still wearing the same size hockey jerseys with shorts. Like, come <laughs> on, dude. Let's get that wardrobe working. Says the guy who only has comic book t-shirts. But, you know, I, you know do as I say. <laughs> I was about to say, you should buy one of the... Um, the uh, uh, the Perez Hawaiian shirts that they're selling. Now. Oh, dude, I was looking at it. I was definitely. Oh, dude, are they really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. His wife made a whole bunch of shirts for him. Uh, now they're auctioning them off. I don't know. I think I think this whole situation at DC is exciting. It's hard to say that there is incompetence going on because this is really just a shift. It's 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 a shift, and it's James Gunn and Peter Safran saying. We don't want you guys to make any moves until we're sure. So all this stuff that's on pause, hey, maybe it gets back on track. Maybe they do make a Batman Beyond movie with all the stuff that we discussed. Maybe there is a crisis movie to come. Maybe Patty Jenkins does come back. I say any ideas that came before James Gunn sat in the chair should be banished. Yeah. Unless you're talking about the the outside universe stuff. That you keep. Sure. Yep. It's all working. The Batman's the most successful Batman movie ever, apparently. Joker Batman. made a billion, I think. Oh, yeah. Do not touch that Lady Gaga Joker sequel. I will not allow it. That's going to be so good. Super hyped for it. One thing you want James Gunn to say, one thing he could say that would ease your mind going forward. This is our slate for the next 10 years. Timeline? <clears throat> Yep. Yeah. I, Just give me I a timeline. That. That's all I care about. Give me a I timeline. Agree with that. That, yeah. That's that's what I'm holding out, and that's what's going to uh, affect my opinion ultimately of where the direction goes and how I feel about that. He has been very open, too, about stuff, too. So, like, I think that's a, the, the transparency is an interesting sign. I don't think he needs yeah. to be, but it is an interesting, you know, it's, 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 a, it's a cognizant choice. I'd like to go out on a limb and say I wish he wouldn't do that. I think that 
Warner and DC have had a problem with talking too much. Well, you never mm-hmm. hear stuff like this about Marvel ever. Like when when was the right. last time you you heard about internal strife at Marvel? Like you heard about it. Since it wasn't like a rumor. Cabal. Sorry? Since the cabal, you know. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. That's yeah. it. This makes Feige's role seem so much more impressive. <laughs> yeah. Just in, in He's comparison. he he is one of one. Absolutely. Let best us know your thoughts. Could, yeah, go ahead. Oh, yeah, best yeah, thing yeah. you could say for me, no more superhero movies. Ooh, hot take. Shut it down. You just want uh, a slam Bradley movie. No more superheroes. Just detective shit. No, yeah, no. Just give me the spirit. Done. We're done. No more comic books. <laughs> no more adaptations <laughs> no of more comic, comic books. books. We're done. We're, no we're funny pages. become an AI podcast going done. forward. These things easier. I'm of a show don't tell mindset. I like how Marvel does it. You don't need to tell me about it. You don't need to gas me up. Show me something cool. And if it's good, I'll be there. That's it. You know, Uh, let us know your thoughts about all the stuff we've talked about. There's a lot to unpack. Um, And if you guys have comments, uh, if you're watching live and you have comments, we can uh talk do a talk back here as we uh close the show out um let us know your thoughts about what's going on with dc uh what are you more excited about what dc's going to be doing or what we know marvel is doing i think i'm more excited by the unknown same i think i I think i'm more excited by the unknown right now yeah for better for worse it's a bit of a watching a a car crash situation going on yeah those people survive no God, I wish we had talked about this. Um, there was a uh, an announcement that, um, well, not an announcement, but a, a report that Marvel is looking to do things a little differently after the feedback that they've received uh, based on Phase Four. I think that actually came out last week, but yeah, old news can't do it. I know, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I think they need to do that anyway. If you guys want to keep up with us and let us know your thoughts about all this stuff, there's a comment section wherever you were listening to this. Uh, but you could also write to us at thecomicspals at gmail.com. Get us on social at thecomicspals. Join our Discord server. Come hang out with us on Discord. It's always so much fun. I think you guys would enjoy it. Um, that, that's where the AI discussion started off in there. So. Yeah. yeah. It did. Yeah, it totally did. And then it it, uh, it blew up on here. It seeped out. Um, not the first time that's happened. Yeah, you guys just cause stuff to devolve, dude. Devolve. Devolve. Uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, so come hang out with us on Discord. If you want to watch this live, YouTube, Twitch, slash the Comics Pals, every Saturday at 10.15 a.m., Thursdays at 6 p.m. Eastern for Pals Pulls, patreon.com slash the Comics Pals to support us. Everything you do supports us. We're trying to get to a thousand subscribers on YouTube. That would help us out a ton. So if you've got like a like a kid, for example, like Sean Glennon has a kid and <laughs> Onyx Glennon who thinks I look like James Harden. Well, if you like James Harden, if you like me, hey, subscribe. Um, Onyx, that's rad. Yeah, I don't know if that's their real name or not, but that's Whoa. pretty cool. Um. Yeah, help us out. Get get help us get to a thousand. Kale will do a backflip. Um, right. Yeah, 
and uh, it'll be a good old time. We're putting up a poll for this week's Pals Pulls. Go to Twitter, twitter.com slash thecomicspals. Vote in the poll for what you think we should read this week as the listener pick. Head on over there and do that. It'll be up. Uh, it'll be up within moments of this episode being over. So you can head right on over there and do that. Um, and uh, yeah, for everything else, the Comics Pals. Check out our, our book club, The Flintstones, our last book club of the year. It was good. Dan Trudeau says it's good. It got the Dan Trudeau seal of approval. How can you go wrong? The dream. Yeah. Of course, I pick a book where nobody's wearing shoes accidentally. Why you got to bring it up? For the bit. You do it to yourself. Mm-hmm. I genuinely want to put together a compilation of all the times. This is what I was going to do to roast you. A compilation of all the times that you've personally brought up feet. The problem is that I can't do that. You've seen the TikTok I made. Yeah. Oh, the about sniffing feet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guys, I'm not sure it's a bit anymore. But let's go. Let's, let's, let's no, it's not. Let's I don't think plugs. it ever was. I, I genuinely don't think it ever was. Do the plugs. Do the plugs. <laughs> yeah. Kale, you're up. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Comics Pals. You can find me at Toto in Toe on Twitter and Instagram. That's T-O-T-O-I-N-T-O-W. You can find my work at KaleWard.com. That's C-A-L-E-W-A-R-D.com. Don't forget to buy Adam Volume 2, The Beginning. Adam, The Beginning, Volume 2 uh, came out this week. Uh, from Titan Comics, you'll uh, I did the lettering for that and common writer Kuga. Um, uh, you can if if you look for my name, don't forget it's my pen name, Jessica Burton. Um, and uh, hopefully that'll change soon. Marco, you can follow me at Mr. Marco Nomoto on Instagram and Twitter. Come talk to me about One Piece. It is the uh, one of the only things that I am currently consuming. And uh, I've been messing around with the uh, with open sources oh varying varying AI. Um, they yep. have a Saw cool chat coming. have a cool chat feature. They have a version two point uh, version two of the Dali E. Um, what is that? Yeah. A pitbull uh, generator. Sorry. Is it like an AI pitbull? No, it's just an art, another art generator. You're saying Dali E? I thought it was like a Dali. You know. Oh, I got you. I got you. Well done. I think it's just Dolly because it's art Dolly, Salvatore Dolly. Mm. No. I'm on Twitter and Instagram only at Sean Soapbox. Hit me up to talk about how great of a game God of War is, why it should have been game of the year, why it was robbed by Elden Ring. Uh, I used to play with chatbots when I was a kid. Anybody remember Smarter Child? I remember the chat, like the AIM chatbots, yeah. Yep, that was the aim chatbot, smarter child. Uh, those were the good this. old days. I had friends. I don't. I didn't. Just so... Emphasis on had friends. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> They're still on aim. Yeah. AI was my friend. Thank you for listening. We will see you guys next week. Until then, take care, guys. See you next week. <laughs> <laughs>